Hello everyone, welcome to Hue at Home, I'm Tracy Koga. Last week we talked about the power of music. Today we're going to talk about the artists, the vendors and the venues and what it means not only to the musicians but to us, the public. I have board member Julie Fowler. She is with the Dream Cafe, a beautiful place located in Penticton, BC. So let's hear what Julie has to say on their 20th anniversary. Well, from sunny Penticton, well, he's sunny and beautiful in the summer, but anyways, it's always good to get in touch with people across Canada. So Julie, welcome to Hue at Home. Uh, it is so nice to have you here and a really, I guess, special year, 20, 20th anniversary for the Dream Cafe. And for some of us here in Winnipeg and Manitoba, you know, the Dream Cafe, what is it? Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's well known to touring musicians from across this country. And I know word has spread through those musicians um, to people across the country. It is a, it's kind of like the living room of Penticton. Um, it's the kind of place where you can go and see the most amazing live music in this beautiful environment. Um, and, you know, you're always, yeah, it's beautiful sound, beautiful space, very intimate, mm -hmm. um, just a beautiful listening room. And um, it's so beloved by the people of Penticton and the Okanagan. You know, it's, it's like so many venues, it kind of, you know, it's it's not it's always a challenge to keep it running, and and the Dream Cafe has had its challenges over the years, and really, it's such a testament to the support from the community that it's still here. Um, and you know, obviously, I'm sure we'll talk about it. COVID's been in uh, quite a an intense time for the Dream, and and for so many venues to have to to close and. Um, but we are we are feeling excited about being able to open fully again. Oh, yes, indeed. And the 20th anniversary, you know, for anything to last 20 years is amazing. So uh, the board, and you are a board member, uh, you've put together, I guess, a very special music series um, that has been, I guess, weighing both for COVID and for live. So let's talk about this exciting series. Yeah, so, you know, it is the 20th anniversary of the of the Dream Cafe. Um, and with that, you know, being in COVID times, we had to look at pivoting. And, you know, over the years, I, I'm actually new to the board of the Dream Cafe, but I've been part of the Dream um, for many years going as um, an audience member and just loving it. And I, I ran a festival in Wells, BC called the Arts Wells Festival for mm -hmm. 17 years. And um, yeah, and Pierre and Deborah, who were the original proprietors of the Dream Cafe, um, they would always let me come in to the Dream, kind of sneak in the back and watch all the different artists because they knew I ran a festival and, you know, I knew some of the artists, but also getting exposed to, to new artists. Um, so that was such an amazing, amazing gift that I got over the years. And so after receiving that gift for so many years i've now uh have the opportunity to kind of give back by being on the board so i'm new i'm new to the board and kind of being on the organizational side but certainly have been um you know for the last 15 years that i've lived in penticton i've really i've, I've benefited greatly from it 
And so, you know, we knew we wanted to do something that could keep that community engaged, um, keep artists working and, uh, you know, kind of just work with the situation we had. I also have to say, you know, this this probably wouldn't have happened without some government funding. Mm -hmm. um, we are really happy to get support from the federal government and the provincial government, Creative BC and Factor, um, which we had never as an organization. I mean, it's it's a for profit. It actually runs as a co-op these days, a for profit co-op. Prior to that, it was just straight up, you know, private business. And so it's never been able to access funding and kind of with COVID that was sort of one of the one of the gifts of COVID was getting access to some funding that helped support this program. And and over the years, people have often said, oh, is this show like, is there any recording or did you do record any of the shows? You know, we'd love to, you know, it just even the idea of creating an archive of mm -hmm. all this incredible music um, that really documents this, you know, mostly Canadian artists from a you know, over time. And so finally, all these things kind of came together to um, to create the opportunity to to actually do high quality video and audio recordings of the shows. Um, having smaller audiences like 50% because we did open in the fall and we were able to have those 50% audiences allowed us to have the space to have a camera person in there that wasn't too disruptive. Um, you know, we're still learning how to do that best but we have a great um great person mark greenhall who does our production and he's got the camera and the and the film set up so yeah we have started recording um we're lucky that we had some performances so now we've got those got those great recordings and slowly we are releasing those so we've only released a couple so far but we're really excited to have quite a few more and i think you're gonna you're gonna roll a little bit of um of jw jones uh, who's one of the ones we've recorded. So we're, um, yeah, it's it's exciting. And of course, you know, as exciting as it is, we are just so excited to get back to, to actual live. But we're now that we've got, we've learned about how to do the recordings, you know, we're going to keep, keep doing that. So, and whether it becomes more of an archival thing, you know, whether people will be, you know, there's a lot of screen fatigue, you know, as things open up, will people want to watch online? But, um, but yeah, whether it's just a for archival to just document this incredible music, um, or you know, we're using it as our our main way that people can access music. Um, either way, it's it's a really great thing for us. So, well, and and no doubt, and it is a sign of the times too, right, Julie? It's uh, with everything, you have to be online regardless, and you know, it, it could be like a favorite concert that they can play over and over again you know when they have friends over for dinner and hey let's you know watch this again so I, I think that you're on to a good thing and you know whether it's archival or not it, it music is so so important and I want to give props to I think Sweet Alibi did a show there and uh, it's always good so let's talk about the artist Julie a little bit because you were part of that curated group what were you looking for or you know, was there a sound or something that would resonate that celebrating the 20th anniversary for the Dream Cafe? Well, definitely, um, you know, the the traditional dream music has leaned more into the blues and into folk, um, Americana, um, those 
those kinds of styles. So that's definitely where um, a lot of these artists are drawn from. Uh, many of them are artists that have performed at the Dream before, and so that's kind of carrying on that tradition. And and also we had you know artists that were supposed to have performed, and and we had we were waiting to get them on stage. So that was an opportunity to kind of bring some of those people in that we um, had wanted to, you know, we had previously had planned to have. Um, but then also bringing in some new new voices. And this is kind of, you know, we're we're looking to really expand um, what the genres are that are presented at the Dream, trying to bring in new audiences and just, you know, Penticton, like so many places have lost a lot of venues. And um, we used to have three or four venues. You know, we still have, um, there's a local brewery, Slackwater, that's kind of taken up the charge and is doing more live music. But, um, you know, there's an opportunity for the dream to really be be more um, available to other genres. So uh, bands like, there's this incredible uh, Indigenous artist, Curtis Clear Sky. Mm-hmm. He kind of goes by Indigifunk is one of his sort of monikers. And he brings in a whole bunch of different um, styles of music and definitely different genres than we've had at the Dream Cafe. Um, so we're excited to bring bring those kind of artists. You know, we have um, people like Harry Manx who have mm-hmm. probably performed. I mean, I, I don't know how many times Harry has performed at the Dream Cafe. Um, always well received, you know. And then and then Sweet Alibi. I know they're they're from Winnipeg, yes. aren't they? Yes. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So. I mean, um, you know, they're such such a fantastic group and they, they're, you know, sort of more harmonies, folk, mm-hmm. uh, they kind of cross genres a little bit, but it's, um, yeah, I mean, we're looking, Curtis also brings, you know, kind of hip hop and, and that kind of style. So we're, we're wanting to branch out. So that was kind of where we went with this. I mean, um, uh, Lila Bialy uh, brings jazz, you know, we wanted a real diversity of of Mm -hmm. music um and kind of you know holding to our roots but also adding some new elements because that's sort of the direction we're wanting to go as we grow into the future wow well we're going to continue our conversation because julie i want to know sort of you know what the music is like there in bc and can we compare to manitoba and what does the dream cafe and other venues mean to these artists and what is like you said, going to look like in the future. But first of all, here's a taste of what you can see on the dreamcafe.ca website. This is a performance from J.W. Jones. This is Hugh at Home. So for now, we're going to play the song. It's a tune by Ray Wiley Hubbard, and uh, we rearranged it. But the lyrics are truly some of the greatest lyrics i ever heard. And uh, here it is. It's a snake farm. Well, the woman I love, her name's Ramona. She kind of looks like Tempest Storm. She can dance like little Egypt. She worked down at the snake farm. Snake farm, you just sound nasty. Snake farm, pretty much is 
snake farm. It's a reptile house. Snake farm. Well, Ramona's got a keen sense of humor. She got a tattoo down her arm. It's of a python eating little mouse. It's wearing a sailor's hat that says snake farm. Snake farm. It just sounds nasty. Snake farm. Pretty much is snake farm. It's a reptile house. Snake farm. So I asked Ramona, how come she works there? She said, well, you know, it's got its charm. There's nothing to do in the winter. And now and then some kid gets bit at the snake farm. Snake farm, it just sounds nasty. Snake farm, pretty much is snake farm. It's a reptile house. Snake farm. In a band from Wales called The Alarm She says she cried when they broke up But she still plays their records at the Snake Farm Snake Farm, it just sounds nasty Snake Farm, pretty much is Snake Farm, it's a reptile She says, come on down here, it's getting warm. She runs everybody off and we, you know, it's a snake farm. Snake farm, it just sounds nasty. Snake farm, pretty much is snake farm. It's a reptile house. Snake farm.
Well, welcome back to Hugh at Home. That was J.W. Jones, part of the Dream Cafe 20th Anniversary Music Series. And I have board member here, Julie Fowler. And Julie, too, you come with a wealth of experience. Now, it could be from sneaking in through the back door and <laughs> getting a sneak peek at all of those artists like you told us in, in the beginning uh, at the Dream Cafe. But running a festival, you know it firsthand. What is the state of the land on music festivals moving forward in 2022? It's it's confusing, and you know, I I'm feeling kind of relieved that I well, I shouldn't say I'm not running a festival anymore because <laughs> me and my partner Paul, who runs the Penticton Art Gallery here in Penticton, through that we're starting a new festival here in March called the Ignite the Arts Festival. Um, which will be, cool. you know, a lot of community artists as well as bringing artists in. So, you know, and I work with a, an Indigenous festival called Two Rivers Remix, um, kind of just giving them support and they're an incredible festival. But yeah, it's, I was on a call last week with the BC Music Festival Collective, which is a group that came together through the pandemic um, to try and share information and, and find mm -hmm. out what each other are doing and, and how to go through this together. And there's a lot of confusion, even just interpreting what the guidelines are right now. Um, and I'm sure it's the same in Manitoba, you know, mm -hmm. BC, it's, it's got guidelines, but they're, they're not 100% clear. And even having the people who are the main source of information and have been the main conduits for information from government to the industry, um, it's not clear. So people are trying to plan. It's really hard. We don't know what it's going to look like in the summer. Um, and so it, it's a big, a big challenge. And then the other piece um, besides the guidelines is just how the public will feel about coming together again. And um, I know there's Act Safe, which is our sort of provincial um, safety guild for live music is doing a conference in February and they're bringing in a speaker from, from England who's going to speak about that very thing about what he's what what they're seeing in England in terms of audience comfort levels mm -hmm. and what kind of things you can do to make the audience more comfortable um, and also just the fact that people aren't buying tickets as readily so so yeah it's it's tough to navigate I mean you know and I just feel so for the for the artists and all the production people I mean that's another element is will those production people still be around two years later? A lot, I know in BC, it might be similar elsewhere, a lot have gone to the film industry because that's an industry that's kept going and, and film pays a little more than what live <laughs> music does. So, you know, and will the vendors still be available? Are people mm -hmm. still, all those great vendors that we rely on to bring food and also, you know, beautiful fair uh, uh, arts and crafts and things like that. Um, yeah, will there still be people who or if they had to pivot do something different um yeah so it's it's big questions on just those you know toilets every little piece <laughs> they kind of just rely on and you get the contract year to year and you figure out who your people are um yeah it's it's, it's a lot to, yeah on an, in an industry where the margins were always very narrow and people were always doing a, putting a lot of extra in for, through the passion you know to add all of this stuff on top it's it's mm -hmm. tough well, and so look at this, and I mean, you'd mentioned your partner, too, involved in the arts and ignite the arts, and I love that word, ignite, because 
the arts and culture have been hit so hard and you just talked about every single thing why my fear is is that passion just going to crumble and you'd spoken about the BC collective and I know oh, all those dear like wonderful small festivals that artists and and us the people love mm -hmm. oh, we don't know like what's going to happen to that so that is really really sad and it brings me back again to a place like the dream cafe and you spoke so warmly about you know the it's Penticton's living room and uh, you know we could get that kind of intimacy that one-on-one -on -one with an artist that we don't get in a big arena do you think that that's going to be like phase one of getting us the public feeling more comfortable mm -hmm. totally I think I think that's where there's an opportunity for the arts to be that that way to ease people into being together again. And I think it's just so important that we can be together in community. I know people have been craving it. It's It's been, it's so hard, you know, people being isolated from one another. We're social beings. We want to be together. And, and music is an especially connecting force. Um, and I know from working with my colleagues across the country in venues and in and in festivals, they are really wanting to make sure people feel comfortable doing everything they can to ensure safety. And and so I feel like um, we've got a big role to play. And I and like you, it's like, oh, are we going to have those passionate individuals? What I've seen so far is people are still just so, you know, they really want to keep doing this work. And, um, and you know, the artists still want to keep doing this work and have managed to, to make it, you know, to stick it out. And, and I know some have had to take jobs elsewhere and all those sorts of things. But, but yeah, I, I am really hopeful. And I think, um, you know, knowing the people working in this industry across the country, that there's there's a lot of passionate people that really care and, and realize their role mm -hmm. in, in community, um, that the arts are just so fundamental to bringing people together, to creating community, um, allowing those spaces for conversation, those places for connection and doing it, you know, through art. It's, it's, it's a really important thing. And I, I, I'm feeling hopeful about that i mean maybe if the, if the pandemic is still going on a year from now i might <laughs> i might have reached my breaking point and maybe others would have too but um yeah we're we're remaining hopeful and um you know you, you i think you touched on the importance of a venue like the dream cafe and venues like the dream cafe across the country for for artists and um we know it and and uh we want to that you know that keeps us going um, in terms of working hard to make this work, you know, is, is to support those artists because we know how they, they're so important mm -hmm. to the fabric of our society, the fabric of our culture and, and, and holding our, our communities together. Oh, no doubt. So for you, Julie, what are your favorite Dream Cafe moments? Oh, they're so many um you know i one of my favorite artists that actually now resides in winnipeg there is ridley bent oh yes. and, uh, yeah and i yeah i remember seeing an amazing show with him at the dream cafe he's come a number of times mm -hmm. 
Oh man, there's, you know, it's, it's almost like the shows all kind of blend together because it's just that feeling that I get from, from going there. Um, also I have to say David Francie, I had never <laughs> seen him live and saw him at the dream cafe and he such an amazing storyteller as well as singer. And it was at that moment that I'm like, we need to get him to Wells for the, the <laughs> festival that I was running. And so that, that blossomed into a beautiful um, connection and relationship. And we brought him up to Wells along with uh, Craig Worth, who's a musician that um, David was performing with that time when I saw him. And they both taught a, um, a songwriting workshop up in Wells. And we actually brought David back a couple times to do that. And and uh, that was just wonderful. So yeah, it's it's those connections and and um, yeah, meeting meeting with friends and and seeing these this beautiful music and. Mm -hmm. Oh well, you know what? I truly want to make the drive or or the plane trip to come to the Dream Cafe. That is definitely a must, and hopefully maybe this summer. Uh, you know that would be a wonderful trip. And you know, thank you so much, Julie, for taking this time. Please, everybody, I know like right now we're kind of living in limbo, but there's nothing greater than some good music. So check out the website, thedreamcafe.ca. Congratulations, celebrating 20 years and hopefully 20 more years. Places like, sure. yeah, places like the Dream Cafe are really, really important. And good luck with Ignite the Arts and your BC Music Collective. Please keep, up, yeah, keep in touch because we're here to spread the word of okay. anything, anything that can get us back together again. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thanks. So the Hive is a climbing and fitness facility, so we're bouldering only, which means no ropes or harnesses. We use mats for protection. But the four pillars of our business are climbing, education, health and wellness, and community, and those aspects all kind of come together to create like a five-star climbing experience. Welcome back to Hewitt Home. We want to give a special thank you to all of our guests on today's show and leave you with this question. What will be the first music festival that you'll go to see? We want to know, so send us an email to hello at ilikehugh.com or message us on Facebook and Instagram at ilikehugh. But for now, stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you next time on Hewitt Home. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga, 
Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.